Welcome to So You Say You're Married, a cheeky podcast that gets raw and real about marriage while having a blast doing it. I'm your host, Cody Mann, certified marriage coach and communication expert. I help bridge the biological battle of the sexes by teaching effective tools that set you up for success with your spouse. So sit back, relax, and listen as we dive into the secrets to marital bliss every week. Hey everyone. So I am not done <laughs> with my studio like I promised I would be done. Um, yep. Life happens and it just didn't get done as quickly as I thought. So here I am on my cell phone on my back porch. I didn't want to leave you hanging on content even though I, I said that I was going to be back this week back in studio and I was going to do a studio reveal. Obviously the studio reveal isn't happening but that doesn't mean that I can't give you something to bide your time until next week, if not sooner, hopefully sooner. But I'm making no promises at this point because my first promise didn't come through. So sorry. Do you see? Do you see my little like, look at this. This is Mae West and she is definitely a diva. Like she, she lives up to her name big time. That's why she got her name. It was between that or Elizabeth Taylor because she's got this look. Look at these eyes. Kime. She's like, no, just pet me. Anyway, she's got like Elizabeth Taylor eyes, but she's got Mae West personality. So Mae was an easier name to constantly use than Elizabeth. And I liked um, Mae West is my hero. So we're going with Mae West. So today I just wanted to pop on and give you some content um, that is a little bit different than normal by standing on my back porch with this beautiful weather overlooking my pool and the barn. I am so sorry, but I am terrible with like selfie camera mode thing. So there's my, my barn in the background and my swimming pool here and I'm on the back porch. This is where I live. Yeah, that's my view. Um, and these are my rascals, some of them. Some of them, there's May again. This is Sam and he has six toes. So basically I'm just giving you a, a tour of my home and me and what I love because here we are. And in the meantime, I'm going to talk to you about how wonderful my husband is and some takeaways from that. So a few points um, that I want to talk about as far as what to look for in a good man and a good husband or a good spouse is how considerate they are to other people and how considerate they are to animals. So part of the reason that I picked my husband is because he doesn't have a mean bone in his body and he really believes in taking care of others. He doesn't like to put others out of their way. He doesn't like to be taken advantage of, don't get me wrong, he's not a pushover. But he does not like to upset others or make others feel like they are being devalued in any way. And the same goes for animals. He wants them, whether he likes them or not, he's not a big fan of cats. He doesn't like cats. But he still doesn't want them to have a bad home. That kind of compassion that a human being can show for other living creatures is a really good telltale sign on how you're going to be treated in your relationship. If that compassion isn't there, then you can't expect it 
to happen to you. Oh, can you hear that in the background? He's home. He's on his, he just rode his dirt bike down to um, our other barn on the other side of the property and he just came back up. He, back on that consideration topic, went down there to um, my dad's house. My dad lives on the other side of the property and to see if he had some extra hooks and stuff for me to finish hanging some shelves and whatnot in the studio. But I didn't ask him to do that. He just did it of his own accord because he knows this is important to me and he wants to help me finish <laughs> my studio. And he, he just values that. And because he values me so much and he thinks that through, I really value him on that same aspect. And so I do, do my best to reciprocate. So when you have that value being placed on you, being given to you, the automatic need to reciprocate is there, which builds a strong foundation for a really good marriage, a really good relationship in general. And that's not just romantic relationships too. You know, it's everyone in your life that goes the same for friendships. Friendships are toxic if they're not reciprocated. If it's always one way, or the highway with somebody and they don't want to ever meet you halfway. They don't want to consider your feelings. They don't want to consider how you feel about things. Sorry about that. Um, then it turns into a toxic relationship. You feel used, you feel one-sided. You don't want to be there anymore. It's, it's even more pronounced when you add romance to it, right? So point number one is to always consider how they treat other living creatures. Sorry, I lost my train of thought in the middle of that sentence. Always consider how they treat other living creatures, be it other people, be it animals. It tells a lot about that human being and then how they're going to treat you in that relationship. Another point about my husband that I really enjoy and that I recommend looking for in a spouse is interest. And what I mean by that is not common interest among you two. I mean interest in learning, interest in growing, interest in um, learning new things, improving your ideas on things. So for example, I've mentioned this several times, Colby loves to cook, right? I hate to cook, but Colby loves to cook. So that works out great because Colby loves to cook. I don't have to cook, but it goes so much farther than just Colby likes to cook in the kitchen. The other night he was sitting there watching... Um, Oh, I forgot the guy's name now. It was, I think he was a, a French gentleman who was talking about how olive oil is made. And he was going through the whole process of from, from picking the olives all the way down to pressing the olives and then the flavors of the oil, everything, right? Colby was into this, like, deep. <laughs> he was so into this video. But he looked it up on his own just because he was curious about how the olive oil was made. And it tells him what kind of oils he wants to use inside of his, his meals, his cooking. That kind of initiative, even though it seems so small, that kind of initiative is, is huge. If it's important to you. If you're a person who enjoys learning new things, who enjoys growth, who actually uses a smartphone for more than texting and social media and applies Google, then that's something you need to look for in your spouse is what kind of ambition do they have? What kind of motivation do they have? Are they constantly on the move to learn something new? Are they constantly reading something or watching something different so that they can improve a skill? Or are they stagnant? And if they're stagnant and they don't feel like doing any of that. They like to be set in their ways. They don't really expand their point of views on things. Then that stagnation really limits 
how, how much your relationship can grow as well. So if you're a person that likes that growth and you like to learn new things, you like to talk to new people or you like to go to new places or study new cultures or whatever it may be, then look for someone who also does that. Because if it's someone who just wants to come home, turn on the TV every single day and veg out, go to work and then come home and do that same routine, there's nothing wrong with that for them. But if, it, if you're not one of those people, then that relationship isn't going to work because the stagnation is going to drive you insane. And then there's going to be friction and there's going to be conflict. So when you're looking for a spouse or when you're dating someone and you're going, okay, are we really a good fit? You know, are we still in our early stages of a relationship? Do we really know if we want to be together? Or are we about to take it to the next step? We're about to get really, really serious. Do I really want to go there? Those are a couple of things to consider. Again, compassion towards other living things and growth and motivation, ambition um, to match your own. Those are two massive things that will make a huge difference in your relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have the same interests. It means that you both have to be open-minded to learn different interests. That is key. It can't be one-sided and it can't be always wanting to learn you know, what you want to learn, or he's only wanting to learn what he wants to learn, but neither one of you want to meet in the middle. It's okay to have those separations, but you also need to have those new learning experiences together so that you can experience growth together. I'm being severely chewed out by my cat right now. Yeah. This, this little boy is walking through my feet. So the third thing um, I'm just going to keep it to three points. The third thing that I wanted to discuss about what to look for in a spouse is temperament. So, <laughs> I don't know if you got this, but I'm extremely high strung. I'm an extrovert. Um, when I was younger, I had a really short fuse. Like, um, almost no fuse. And now I have a fuse. Um, it's a lot longer than it used to be. I learned how... Um, to contain my temper, to be a little bit more diplomatic. And Colby, on the other hand, when we first met, had the longest fuse in the whole wide world. His has gotten a little bit shorter, but his temperament was actually a really good pair to mine, and I had no idea that someone with that much patience and that much diplomacy was what I needed when I was dating. So... It actually worked out really well because my temper was extremely short. He kept me level. He would ask me to think about it from a different perspective. He would ask me to check myself, um, to calm down, to take a few breaths beforehand. And when he did that, it actually started checking my temper. Actually is my favorite word. Sorry, guys. He started making me realize to check my temper. And when he did that... It opened up a whole new side of me that I didn't even know was there. On the flip side, because he had the longest fuse in the world and he's been with someone who doesn't have a long fuse um, and who is quick to jump to conflict sometimes, not necessarily with him. I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter. I, I am kind of quick on that one sometimes. He has gotten to where he stands up for himself a whole lot more. And he doesn't back down from conflict near as much as he used to and he is willing to go 
you know, to stand up for what he believes in a lot stronger than he would have in the past. In the past, he would have just, you know, kind of nodded, kept to himself, and, and then voiced his opinion later. Now he doesn't have a problem saying it to someone. He's still not rude. He's not um, heavily confrontational. But he he is one that, you know, we can agree to disagree. He's not going to fault you for your opinion, as long as you don't fault him for his. But he is going to stand up to you now. So those two temperaments complemented each other, right? If he had been a short fuse and I had been a short fuse, it would have been just constant fighting all the time. And I can tell you that from experience because I dated a guy who was a short fuse. And it was. It almost it almost turned into an all-out brawl on several occasions. And so, obviously, we're not together anymore. And that was a very short-lived relationship. That temperament mattered. It mattered largely because two short tempers don't go well together. Especially if neither one is good at being a diplomat, you don't have anything else to learn diplomacy from. Like I learned diplomacy from my husband, other experiences through life as well, but he, he's so calm and his energy is so mild that it was able to keep me calm even when I was getting high strung. Um, that doesn't always happen if your temperaments don't complement each other. They don't have to match. They have to complement each other. There is a difference. So like I said, if I had a matching temper that was a short fuse, it didn't work out while well, we always got in a fight. The same for if you have a long fuse. If you both have a long fuse and it takes a while for you either one to talk about anything that bothers you, then things can fester and it builds and builds and builds until one of you explodes. And you don't want that either. You both want to be able to have complementing temperaments where the communication flows, not necessarily conflict, but communication, so that you have a good basis of understanding of each other, but also a good place of emotional growth with each other. So to back up the three points that I want you to take away from this when you're looking for a good spouse. Sorry, that's my German Shepherd in the background. This is what happens when I don't have a studio. I have animals everywhere. But the three points that I want you to take away from this are, one, look for someone who is compassionate towards other living things. Number two, to have a good temperament. And number three, motivation and ambition. I think I got those mixed up. Number one, to have compassion towards other living things. Another, number two, to have motivation and ambition that matches your own. And number three, to have a good temperament that matches your own so that you can grow together and so that you can flourish in your relationship instead of becoming stagnant in your relationship or at odds with each other. So that is my two cents for today for an impromptu episode for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy the serenade of the German Shepherd in the background. Um, until next time, I am hoping next week to have my studio up and then we'll be back to normal and less interruptions. In the meantime though, please feel free if you really enjoy this content to subscribe, like, comment, share this video with your friends, share this podcast with your friends if you're just listening to the podcast. And I will talk to you next week. I have so much to tell you guys when I do get on next week. So I'm, I'm really excited. Stay tuned and we'll do the studio reveal soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to So You Say You're Married. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Episodes are released every Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time at midnight. So be sure to subscribe so you can get your updates on your newest marriage tips and tricks that I come out with every week. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Cody. And I'm also on YouTube at the So You Say You're Married channel. For any more marriage advice and tips, please reach out to me directly through my website or through a direct message on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have anything that you would like me to talk about or comment on, please send me a message and I will be happy to touch on those points. Until next time, talk soon.